There may be one less orange available, but I'm always ready for a good squeeze. <laughs> In a town full of haters, I'm not afraid to be greater. Oh, yeah. Me, listen, a one classic. of my favorite guests. A classic, but I love a rhyme. I'm not a rhymer. It is not a part of my culture as <laughs> someone who can barely read like I don't I I wish that I could do it it honestly it gives me shades of Tamra and I'm here for remember how she used to do those like punchy she, like she's good at punchlines does she rhyme though a lot does she throw her maybe, name into you know what maybe it's Tamra in feeling if not like literal meaning which P.S. Almost a rhyme. Almost. <laughs> yeah, almost did that. Yeah. <laughs> almost there. You guys, it's Andy's Girls. It's episode 231. Big day with big news and an even bigger guest. So excited to have one of my favorite content creators, podcasters, and people back on the People's People's Couch. You know him as B. Greater, a.k.a. Pet Shop Boy, host of the podcast, The B List, and a guy with... A lot of thoughts, which I always <laughs> love to hear. Welcome back to Andy's Girls. How are it's good we? It's to be back. Back in the house. It's good to be oh back. Oh, my God. You know what I in was thinking of? In the closet. In the closet. In the closet. You know what I was thinking about um, in anticipation of having you back on the show? I remember, not to get political, but I remember mm-hmm. like in the peak of like us not knowing what was happening with the election results mm-hmm. in... 2020 Mm -hmm. I remember we were Mm -hmm. on like a group DM thread with a bunch of us content you know like we had that thread going for a long time which we need to get back and I was literally sitting in Central Park losing my mind and you were so confident you were like (laughs) here's what's gonna happen you were like that on election night too you were like here's what's gonna happen and then this and I was like what the fuck is this what is he even fucking talking it was like at the worst possible moment you were like here's what's gonna happen here you always are i was right you you were always right you were always when people were saying different things you were always right i've got some predictions for the political future but they're not going to be as bright so i'm going to keep them to myself for now because this is supposed to be a light podcast and well so <laughs> i don't i think some ags might be like it feels sometimes a little bit dark yeah. and stormy but okay let's let's yeah. keep it going uh, listen th- talking about all things predictions i do want to mm-hmm. get your thoughts on an announcement that just came out this afternoon that Probably is not break. <laughs> <laughs> nope no okay <laughs> An announcement that just came out this afternoon in the Bravo sphere that I do have to adjust a little bit as of moments ago. Mm-hmm. So the announcement came back first time this has ever happened that a housewife from one franchise is formally joining another with Beverly Hills. Uh, housewife Taylor Armstrong recently seen on Ultimate Girls Trip now joining Orange County. I want to get your thoughts but I do have to add the zhuzh which I missed hours ago when the announcement came up that friend of the pod James LaRosa was like did you actually like read the caption that Bravo put up and I said absolutely I did and I looked at the picture and I liked it and we I moved yeah. on with my life that Taylor's not actually joining full time she's joining Orange County as a friend of which I Wait, didn't I read realize the post for and it didn't hours. say anything about 
friend of though is it is it friend of it's friend of bravo oh, said officially so i wanted to get your thoughts what's your reaction oh to this? shit or get off the pot but you know what <laughs> i said just like last week because i real housewives ultimate girls trip made me realize how much i miss taylor and how great she was she was a good housewife like she's underrated um but damn i didn't know that that sucks. I know, right? Doesn't it take a little bit of the fun out of this? A little bit? I really was looking forward to like seeing her full time with Heather Dubrow because I think that Heather and Dubrow and she would make Heather Dubrow more palatable for me, you know? Like I feel like they would make her a little more likable and I could see them connecting. I mean, not that they can't as a friend of, but it's just like I wanted her there full time. I can't I don't want another season of full time Gina and Emily and <laughs> It's so not fabulous. We're shopping at Chico's. We're eating at like, you know, random taquerias. It's just like, it's like we're hanging out in strip malls and, you know, it's just weird. I really wanted like a Beverly Hills woman full time on OC. We'll see though. Show can't get more worse. Shouldn't get much worse. That's for sure. So. I mean, it is a little, it's a little weird that they put up you because you, I would think, you know, just like keep your cards close just say she's joining the show and not necessarily assign whether it's going to be a friend of but then i don't know if that gives backlash later but also if you're saying she's a friend of now then i i guess she's like if you the network are saying she's a friend of then i guess it's like she can't self-promote you know like even if she brings it could she then become a housewife it feels like weird promotion whenever whether it's a full-time or a friend of role when it's being Mm. announced before we've even filmed anything, Mm -hmm. it just feels really, um, this happened with Ebony K Williams. Nobody even Mm. really knew who she was. And Bravo came out with this announcement just because, Mm -hmm. Oh, we've got a black person on, you know, on real Housewives of New York, which is, you know, should have happened a long time ago. But the fact Mm -hmm. that they announced her as a full-time cast member, I was like, can we maybe do like some filming first and really decide Mm -hmm. if she's going to right? Don't you feel that's, why are we announcing these things before we've even filmed anything? Cause who knows things could go completely, you know, there were rumors right now about Jackie from uh Royal size of New right. Jersey being part-time, but then it's now turned out that I think she's filmed so much and has been in so much of the drama that I think I've, I'm hearing that she might be full-time. So you really don't know. And with Ebony, I felt like I think the negotiate, I see this is where there are things that I like really, truly don't look into a lot. Ratings are one of them. I really don't track ratings. And the other, when it comes to like the intricacy and legal language, even surrounding the casting process and assigning roles, that negotiation, like it made sense for, to me that Ebony would be announced as full-time because it sounded like that's what the negotiation process was with casting with Taylor. I'm Mm -hmm. like, but wait, it t- it f- if this is a historic shift, mm-hmm. I mean, as you said, and like it is a little wild that like Gina would be full time and Taylor would be a friend. Of, yeah. Why <laughs> are we making that determination on role right now? I yeah. really did not know this. There were hours this afternoon where I was like, she's like, she herself even said she tweeted up the wrong fucking emoji of a fruit. She used a peach instead of an orange, but she's she halfway did. there. Taylor did. She Poor did. Thing. She said, "Like she's I'm probably so happy never to be seen back. OC a day in her life. <laughs> she's never watched this fucking show. <laughs> Do you think it doesn't even really seem like she liked Vicky and Tamara all that much? She seemed like she was just kind of thrown into an SUV and zoomed up to the Berkshires with them, but she had no real idea why she was with these women. <laughs> she's just like, you know, that's what I loved about her though on the show. I 
mean, she's in that bucket, I think, of people who wants to be back, but who may or may not actually have existing relationships with any of the housewives from any of the franchises. Like, she seems like the kind of person, and this is not an insult, it's just the way that different people have different friendships and relationships, who's, like, more of an, she has a lot of acquaintances. Like, a lot of, like, she's probably got a big social, maybe, I don't know, or maybe she keeps things very close to the, to the vast, like, I, I think that she, maybe with her relationships with housewives is more like acquaintancy. I don't know how mm-hmm. close to these women she actually is She's and who her intro is going to be. Yeah, you think so? Um, just because I like when housewives kind of go away and then go live their lives. So you mm-hmm. make us, mi- they make us, m- they make us miss them. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm trying to think of a bad example as someone who's like constantly still in the, Kelly Dodd would be somebody, but mm. you know, it's just like mm-hmm. people that are constantly in the media and I like how she kind of disappeared. Mm-hmm. And now I'm interested in seeing where her life is now, you know? Well, the interesting part of it is we saw her at a totally different point in her life. Yeah. She was, and seeing the unraveling of it, the very dark and scary uh, reality of what her life was that became mm-hmm. obviously um, such an important part of the rest of her time on the show, just kind mm-hmm. of unpacking and dealing with that. And then her return for cameos and things, mm-hmm. which was yeah. like successful ish. It's she, you know, married the guy who was her either attorney. divorce attorney or so, bankruptcy yeah. attorney. Yeah. Married somebody who was one of her attorneys and to see that life now, see where Kennedy is, it's a mm-hmm. whole new story for Taylor. Whole new, whole reset. A lot, a lot lighter. Um, she's really smart, too. I mean, if you've ever heard her speak about her experiences and about her mm. book stuff just from a long time ago, she's pretty quick. And she's a uh, I like Taylor. You know what's interesting about when you said that she could potentially buddy up with Heather Dubrow is I was actually thinking about her time. Wa- on. B- oh, yeah. Tell me. I want someone for I want someone that Heather kisses ass to not. You know what I mean? I, want, I feel like Heather would try to kiss up to Taylor. I would like that dynamic shift. I didn't like that. Heather was kind of like. Top of the totem pole last season. So you think that Heather might kiss up to Taylor because of Taylor's just history and history. Name recognition? Yeah, she was on a bigger show. Um, mm. You know, she's also an mm-hmm. O.G., Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know if she's had many, as many years on the show right under her belt as mm-hmm. Heather does, but I don't know. Maybe that that be- the Beverly Hills factor, definitely name recognition. She's right up there with all of those women. Yeah, there could be some mutual respect versus yeah. like sort of forcing that through with maybe what happened with Gina. I just see her hanging out with you know Taylor more than I see her going to visit Gina at the casita or whatever the fuck, um, or the romper room, or whatever the fuck house she has, or the four bedrooms and eight children or some shit oh, like that. No. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, yeah, and, and just kind of going back to your earlier point, the idea of Taylor and Heather making sense makes sense to me, even in how Taylor operated and the friends that she was uh, closer to her first time on mm-hmm. Housewives on Beverly Hills, I could see that making sense because look at the way that she was very close to Adrian, who was like, I mm-hmm. actually don't necessarily know this person and she wants me to be the godmother of her child. Like, yeah. there's something about status with yeah. Taylor that she gravitates towards, which makes me think that 
you know, and I'm sure she thinks Heather's a wonderful person. <laughs> but like, I think yeah, that yeah. there could be like a gravitational pull for both of them that they yeah. might find value in each other, which could be interesting. And also doesn't, you know, I think people kind of assume that um, Taylor and Tamra are going to come in strong, but that might not be the case. They might not end up being buddy buddy. Sure. It's hard to be friends with Tamra. History would prove. Um, she even said that Taylor bordered to right she said she was like she made some snide comment about her in real housewives ultimate girls trip it's like blink and you miss it but she they leave dinner and she's like runs outside with eva and whispers to eva that she's like she thinks taylor's really boring oh really tamara yeah. said that yeah it's towards the end of the uh season it's not like a huge deal but i'm sure taylor's probably saw that and oh it was like note to self i thought it was interesting because I, th- I was like oh i thought tamra was kind of like kind of fashioning herself as like a, I'm yeah taylor's my buddy we're friends that's why <laughs> i was like when i thought back i was like why is taylor in this suv with these two women she probably doesn't like hang out with that much this is gonna be really fascinating because yeah. girls trip was often about kind of the unpacking of the fourth wall and that being the fun little reward that we get for watching yeah. and housewives yeah. is much more precious and conservative and selective with how they use production. Mm -hmm. So like, let's say Taylor remembers that moment. Let's try to, how are they going to bring that up on camera on housewives without completely destroying the universe? What is the best time that the fourth wall has been broken to you? Oh my God. Oof. Yeah. I mean, Oh my God. You have to tell me. I mean, I would say not that iconic historic. I mean, God help us. I don't mean this in any kind of, Oh, Denise was like of recent memory. Yeah. I would say the oh god, season three reunion when Bethany was like um, Kelly needed an escort back on the plane was fascinating, okay. which we never really fully unpacked. The Taylor stuff of of Camille, Camille saying the things that you're you know, but but now we're saying it. The things that you're saying behind the camera about your what the un- very mm-hmm. sad and uh, upsetting circumstances of her marriage to Russell was a groundbreaking yeah. breaking of the fourth wall. What do you think? Yeah, there's been so many. Um, so many. But, but there was one. Which which franchise did it? Oh, it was wasn't it Potomac that did it? Yeah. I think Potomac was interesting because of the footage that they showed, right? Didn't oh, they have like, like security winery? footage? And yeah. Well, there's oh. that, but uh, the Michael Darby stuff. Oh. When they broke the fourth wall about the sexual uh, sexual harassment allegations and they kind of, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they all mm-hmm. kind of talked about what they knew from behind the scenes. And then they started replaying footage from like the season, the first season when he grabbed someone's ass and all that stuff. That's interesting. But on a lighter note, I also think that the New Jersey, when Teresa... They flashed back and how she kind of like was egging on Danielle to pull Margaret's oh hair. Oh my God. But then you got to see the fourth wall being broken in real time with her. Like they told her that they're going to use the footage and then she stormed yes. out. Yeah. That was, that was an good. iconic. Yeah. The look on Teresa. And then <laughs> Teresa camps out in like a spare in a rocking bedroom chair. and just refuses to come out. Has a literal Literally production. one of my favorite oh little. Oh my God. My favorite little clips ever from any Real Housewives moment. Just the reaction gif of her sitting in that rocking chair and everyone's inside drinking. And she's like, oh, fuck. And she's like rocking back and forth. 
I mean, I have to say the way that you use little (laughs) these little like vignettes on Housewives on your social media is so genius. Is there a moment that you've used to like encapsulate maybe a pop culture news Mm -hmm. or like some, some sort of breaking news or something where no matter how you use it, people always respond. They're like, oh, my God, this moment from Housewives. Is there something that you know that just gets like or even not housewives something that like you know that always gets people's attention like that Teresa, like that Teresa moment is great that Teresa moment's great there's a lot of really good Teresa ones because she really is mostly usually just blinking with her mouth open staring at something <laughs> she's like a mouth <laughs> her cameos alone are so good but um oh. there's a moment from the very first season at the dinner mm-hmm. with Danielle Mm-hmm. And she puts the book on the table and it's just like a gif of Teresa looking at it. And her eyes are like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> she's like just realizing that. Well, she's like, is that a book? She's not seen one probably in like <laughs> <laughs> ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are those um, pages? Like she's like trying to figure it out. It would probably be that, you know, there's so many just like everyone knows that the Nini ones are always. Mm-hmm. Of course. Chef's kiss. Sublime. Yeah. Yeah, there's too many. Do you miss Nini on no. Atlanta? Right? Oh my God! Wow. I love Nini. Quick. She's given her best though. But um, I always say this, and I always get eaten up on Twitter for this. People, uh oh, get on my back about it. But I have an unpopular opinion that I think that Nini had more bad seasons than she had good. It's just that the good mm. ones were really, really good. She was so good when she was with Kim. Kim made her palatable. She made her more appetizing. And they were just so wow. much fun together. And then when she just lost Kim, she kind of lost the narrative and she lost the script and tried to just be like mm-hmm. the queen bee of the show. I think, you know, it was better when it was more of an ensemble because the early days of Atlanta weren't just Nene. It was like Sheree mm-hmm. was so iconic. Mm-hmm. Kim was so iconic. Mm-hmm. But then when you had to start leaning on just Nene for most of the comedy, and she, mm-hmm. you started to realize kind of how mean-spirited she can be. She's not a very nice person. It's just we laughed at her making fun of people. But when there's not a lot of humor in between. But I'm not taking anything away from her in terms of like her making iconic pop culture moments. But Mm -hmm. um, I really enjoyed her a lot more in the early days. And then towards the end, I was happy to see her go. She's kind of like draining. Mm -hmm. Phaedra, I always loved. Phaedra, you could put her in a room anywhere. And I think she's just going to have fun by herself. Making up words. Grunting. Just making weird noise. Her and her mother, there was like a, t- there's like uh, somewhere on the internet, there's like a three minute just cl- like montage of them going, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, girl. Mm-hmm. And it's just walking around the house and eating and carrying the baby. Just, mm-hmm. I, I miss those days. But yeah, Phaedra, so days. good. Phaedra is so great, but I don't think I necessarily need her back. And I don't think that mm. she wants to be back. Mm but well she definitely wants to her. go to dubai she, she does, definitely yeah. wants to go to dubai well, which is dubai, possible send her to dubai hell at this her. point give the keys to Tam- tabitha <laughs> let her take over because that shit is a mess <laughs> i don't like that show i gave up on after like three episodes four episodes Mm-mm. No, i'm I, for some reason i'm optimistic about they're the gonna reunion. revoke my bravo compasses okay <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna stop me at the gates i don't know yeah. i feel like that panel the dubai panel is just gonna be people being like what Crickets? what's happening yeah like a little bit of a like troop, troop. so caroline like we <laughs> we 
we stand you, but also what what is the show that we are watching? Right, yeah. it doesn't come up in conversation. I don't. E- it's not even that I'm actively avoiding it on on AG. People, the majority of the guests that I have on watch Dubai, but nobody cares to talk about it. It's just not of curiosity. It's not raising conversation with people. It's just not. Isn't it weird that the more iconic RHOD ended up being Dallas? Isn't that fucked wow. up? Wow. Oh, my God. <laughs> that that is. Yeah. It's, wow. Wild. That's a take. Something to think about. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with that show. Um, good luck. I think, do you think anything, um, part of it has to do with the fact that it's international? In what, in the sense that, like, as New Yorkers. I just don't care. I, like, I Maybe is that make me xenophobic? Not at all. I don't think I'm, it could be anywhere. It could be like Real Housewives of London. It could be Real Housewives of Spain, Australia. I, I typically only really care about the domestic ones because these are like, mm. I think there's so much trashy about American culture, right? For lack of right, and there's a lot there that you can like, and I think that like. For instance, like I'm interested in seeing a real housewives of Nashville. Why? Because mm. like every locale is just so different, and d- I can't explain it. But I just feel like there's so much here. I mm-hmm. wouldn't even know where to begin relating to something that is like international. I get that. I mean, there is something to be said as a New Yorker. Like there's mm-hmm. something kind of wonderful about the fact that like, you know, I live on the Upper East. I wa- you know back when I took yeah. walks, walk by the Regency yeah. every goddamn day, twice yeah. a day. Like. I think that people it feels more tangible here. It feels more connective. It feels like I th- and I think that's probably the case for people watching Atlanta who live in the Atlanta area, Beverly Hills, people in L.A. or even in just Cali general. I think innately, if you have an international one, it's going to come off more. Um, it's going to just there's going to be more grandeur. There's going to be like, you know, it's going to mm. be it's literally going to be rich people porn. And that is not what. That's not why I gravitate towards these shows. As I told you before in the past, I actually like the ones where they're fucking broke. Why do you think I love Potomac from the very jump? I loved when Karen had that <laughs> linoleum countertop in that white refrigerator kitchen. She had yes. that kind of, she had that like big screen TV, but it was behind that push glass. You know, when you have to push the glass mm-hmm. that you're like aunt and uncle who weren't <laughs> as financially stable had in the late nineties, you had to push it to open it up. I love that. Like that's the kind of housewives that I think is funny because trying to keep up with the Joneses is way more interesting than just rich people doing fabulous things. That's why mm-hmm. I'm not as interested in Beverly, Beverly Hills as I am in like season one Atlanta when Sheree is talking about a fashion show with no fashions she's being foreclosed on and i'm just like this is so there's so much here you know what i mean i'm not interested in dubai because they're just rich and it's easy you know that's such a good point and i do want to new jersey i love they're hanging out at strip malls eating hoagies (laughs) and like fighting and (laughs) fighting at the posh fashion show and they're day drunk and look at jennifer aiden like vomiting in her her husband's like car as he carries her out of teresa's (laughs) i mean that's fun you don't, it's you like the Olive Garden. What is the yeah. Olive Garden? Whatever. Yeah. You're not just here, your family, family or whatever. You're here, your family. Your family. <laughs> that's the real house. It's New just Jersey. like, that's interesting to me. I don't really, you know, that's why I love Miami. Mm. Give me tacky. Give me loud. Mm. Give me day drunk. Mm-hmm. We're talking about Kanye's dick. Mm-hmm. Things are happening. We got OnlyFans. I love it. It's just like, it's so. <laughs> Miami, by the way, is just so good. It's going to, I feel like this upcoming season is going to be, I know that this last season was really good, but I think it's going to be another It was like a starter kit this past season. I think why people 
uh, it resonated with a lot of people. I think it's just like mm-hmm. at a crazy time when all the other shows were so bogged down with that. Remember mm-hmm. when like Salt Lake City was on for six fucking months of the year and all we're yeah. doing is talking about Jennifer. What's her name? Jin, mm-hmm. Jin Shaw. We're talking about mm-hmm. her legal drama, which I don't care mm-hmm. at this point. Like either lock her up or don't. I don't care. I don't want to talk about this for another season. But it's, it's so heavy. And then you go to Miami and it's just like the stakes are so low. Oh, We're talking God. about feet pics. We're wearing those Bottega Veneta. Um, you know, those stra- those leather woven sandals that all the, yeah. the kitten heels mm-hmm. that are so fucking mm-hmm. ugly, but the women have them in every <laughs> bright color. And we're all driving different color Lamborghinis. And we're, you know what I mean? We're talking about botched bodies. And I'm like, this is good. Like, this is low stakes. It's just fun. Love it. Also, P.S., now that Lisa and Dr. Lenny are getting a divorce. That's what I was going to say. Now it's going to be the perfect level of a little bit of drama. 100%. But also, she's going to fucking, she would, I'm sure, fight back whenever anyone was like, maybe he's not great at being a doctor. Oh, I'm now sure she's going to go like, nuclear. A stapler in someone's abdomen. Like, yeah. it's going to be story. She's just going to show up. It's going to be someone's having a serious conversation about something. She would, by the way, guess what happened? Lenny, like, lost a nose. Like, it's going to be absolutely. Like, that shit is she's going to be the one one of the messiest housewives oh god ever. we deserve so we excited. deserve i love we lisa Hochstein, but so you know what I. i'm even more excited about is that she's still really good friends with um leah black who is to me one of the yes. most iconic housewives ever i call her the white karen huger um yes she is energy. a grand dame she is and she's just doing a she's doing some little cameo she's not i heard they're filming yeah yeah, but it's just like a little appearance. Like well, I, I want her to I'll take, take on it. more of a role. I'll take it. We're, I'll you gotta take be it. grateful. Whatever. I'm yeah. I, the, the gratitude. I need to start with gratitude. Yeah. But starting She's with iconic. gratitude, she is iconic. I want to get your thoughts on Atlanta, which is having a soft reboot season, mm-hmm. and you know things are happening. Cast changes taking place. You mentioned the iconography of fun new word of <laughs> um she by Sheree being such a pivotal point and a historic point of the first season how do you feel about the reboot that Sheree is experiencing with her return to um Peachtown USA I love Sheree I've always mm. loved Sheree mm-hmm. I'm glad she's back and I think she's doing what she can to try to revitalize it and I'm glad that she's not really fighting with everybody she's kind of just mm-hmm. being like I feel like we've had like three parties for Sheree, right? It's like they're constant. Their women are like really trying to like get in her ass. It's crazy. But but whatever. I'm happy for her. I'm happy she's back. She looks fucking great. Looks amazing. She looks incredible. Um, Week to week. I don't really enjoy the show, but then it's funny when I sit down with Jonathan, my friend Jonathan on my podcast and we'll talk Mm -hmm. about it. And we'll be like, yeah, I don't really like it. Da, 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 da. And we'll then we'll end up talking about it for 40 minutes will pass. And we're like, wait, does it hit? I guess it hits. Wait, never mind everything we just said, you guys, because we've been talking about this. And now that we actually talked about it all, we're like, it kind of hits. But then another week will pass. And I'm like, I don't think is it, I can't figure out what the problem is, but I think it's mm. partly Drew. Really? How so? She doesn't have any like she doesn't seem to have any genuine con- genuine connections to any of the women. She's mm-hmm. prop heavy. She brings too many fucking props. We need to have a a sit down with her. If she's back next season, they have to sit her down and be like, no more props from whatever Mm -hmm. set, movie set that you were once cast cast on. Petco. She went to Petco before the mountain trip. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know what the problem is, but I think also it's like they – I was talking about this with someone too. The spirit of it is not as funny anymore because like Shade is – it's an art. 
Shade is not just anybody can pick up and you can just like go in and just start being mean to people because I think that like Marlo is terrible at Shade. All she does is attack people and make fun of their bodies and it gets mm. really draining and it just feels like women being mean to each other for an hour and then we cut to next week's episode, you know? Mm-hmm. Phaedra was a Shade assassin because you, she would say something and then a week would pass and be like, wait a minute. <laughs> Did she just read me? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because yeah. she was so stealth with it. She and was very, it's an art. very good. She was precise. What they're doing right now, was. to me, is a little bit lowbrow. It's like we're fighting. We're sitting in the parking lot or the, what is it, the driveway. Mm-hmm. And we're just calling mm-hmm. out insults to each other. And we're talking about Kenya's booty and whatever. And it just feels a little bit like, why are we here? Like, nobody seems to like each other, you know? I need that energy that, like, the old days when it was Kent, like I said, Kim, Nini, even Deshaun and Lisa Wu Hartwell. And I think they're trying to get that back by bringing some of those women back for cameos. But I don't know. I don't know what the problem is. Ciao, AGs. I am speaking to you right now from Rome, Italy, where I am having a little bit of a European adventure. While I love the city and have had so many unique experiences to historical sites, the Vatican, we went to the Pantheon earlier today, there was a little bit of a hiccup in the apartment that we're staying in. And while I really enjoyed getting to know Fabrizio, the owner of the flat, there was a little bit of a language barrier because I unfortunately do not speak any Italian, even though I have watched The Sopranos all the way through at least three times. And this is where Rosetta Stone comes in. What would have helped me enormously in traveling abroad would have been brushing up, also known as entirely learning, the language of Italian. It could have broken down barriers and conversation with Fabrizio. And I also think speaking the language of the place that you're in is a sign of respect to the locals. It's also the ability to fully immerse yourself in the experience. And me not knowing any Italian, apologies to my grandpa Reno, who did make pizza from scratch, it would have been an incredible and even more incredible memorable experience. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered, including Spanish, French, Italian, that's right, German, Chinese, and even more. Rosetta Stone immerses you in so many ways. There are no English translations, so you can really learn, listen, and think in that language you want to learn. It's designed for long-term retention, which is especially helpful for me because while this is my first trip to Italy, I really try truly hope it won't be my last. The lifetime membership that Rosetta Stone offers has all 25 languages for any and all trips and language needs in life. That's lifetime access to all 25 language courses that Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, AGs can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. Ciao. Hey, AGs. Are you ready to add a touch of luxury to your home, just like the Real Housewives? BCC Villa Rosa. Introducing Home Threads where style meets comfort for the ultimate glam experience. Picture this. 
chic furniture, one could even say chic c'est la vie, that mirrors the elegance of your favorite housewives' mansions. With exclusive designer collections and a curated selection, HomeThreads.com has everything you need to make your space as fabulous as the housewives themselves and always at the best value. Unlike Joe Gorka's initial attempts at windows, perhaps. Now, I have to tell you, I know that Padma is no longer on Top Chef, and may her memory be a blessing, but nothing has made me feel better prepared to host future seasons and potentially even iterations of Top Chef Upper East Side Edition than the Henkel's clad 10-piece stainless steel cookware set in silver that I got along with a two-piece stainless steel ceramic nonstick fry set from Zwilling thanks to Home Threads. It makes me feel like I am finally ready to be a top chef one egg over easy at a time. They're gorgeous. They look great in the apartment. For someone like me who lives in New York City which with a very small space, what I have in my kitchen is important because guests who come to visit me see it. And I'm so, so thankful to have discovered Home Threads because now I feel fully prepared to make eggs a la Francais. Head over to HomeThreads.com today and live your best Real Housewives life. Go to HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls and get a code for 15% off your first order. Again, that's HomeThreads.com slash AndyScrolls for a 15% off code off your first order. HomeThreads, love where you live. When it comes to Marlo Mm -hmm. and Kenya... Where do you stand even in watching that um, animosity build and brim? I've never really been a Kenya fan. Okay. But I've not necessarily been like a Kenya hater. Mm-hmm. But I guess in this probably more Marlo just because, I don't know, I have an affinity to her. I think she's kind of given more over time. I think she's a way funnier personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I just think about how iconic she was on that Africa trip. Throwing ones in the club, mm. and then oh Phaedra was sticking them in her corset, <laughs> and then, then thrr, diving thrr, for thrr, them, thrr, 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 mm-hmm. you know, like all of that, mm-hmm. and then just everything about her. You know, I think she's just a funnier girl's girl. She seems like mm-hmm. a person that anybody can have fun with. Mm-hmm. Kenya's definitely more like this is a job, and it seems like she's even her like new kind of forged friendship with Drew feels very like a strategic move to keep herself aligned with at least one person. You know, you know, I have to counter a little bit because okay. I feel like even in watching last night's episode, which I just watched, mm-hmm. there was a lightness to Kenya. Yeah. Even in how she was like, kind of like, you know, I need a lighter. Go lighter. She was, <laughs> there Keep was going. A way that There's she a light at like the end of the tunnel. Having, there was a way that she was like enjoying the party, you know, yeah. being shady about it. But like she seemed to be having a good time laughing like it just to we're me. Almost I, there. We're almost there. Maybe we're almost really, fucking there. I'm really enjoying her. I know that she was acting kind of like a dick on the trip when she was actively avoiding and trying to aggravate Marlo in a way that I was like, you don't want to do this. But this week I was like, she's really having a good time. I like it. I like to see it. There are some cities where I don't think they should ever have less than six or seven housewives. Oh, Um, and like the dynamic in Atlanta right now is such that like they need at least, I think at least one or two more women to kind of really, because when we're sitting in a park in a, in a driveway and two Mm -hmm. people are over here 
And then the others just have to sit there and bear and grin it while we guys figure out who's going to be the queen bee. When there's like seven or eight women, the drama goes wherever the people are, right? So Mm -hmm. if that was going on and they had like Mm -hmm. eight women who were actually all full time, and I'm not talking about like, and they do this too much on Atlanta for me. I don't like too many friends of. I like it when everybody's a full timer. Um, at that point, if there were eight, six other women, they would be like, "All right, well, fuck you two. We're gonna go diamond picking or whatever. Not diamond picking. Right. Uh, whatever. They're like looking for crystals, no. or <laughs> pebbles, or whatever the fuck. Looking at that, for pebbles. At the Trumpers. At the Trumpers. Uh, oh my god, yeah. that was a lot. <laughs> that guy. I was like, what? He's got a lot, a lot of discomfort yeah. here. A lot of discomfort. Am I making sense yeah, yeah. though? I just feel like there's yeah. some cities that need to have. A ro- like a, a more robust cast and I think there's some mm-hmm. cities that can really get by with just fewer who do you think can get by with fewer I think you could get by with fewer on I want to say even Beverly Hills you don't need as many but I'm really? glad that, but as long as they're they have, good as long as they're good yeah um let me think even Jersey, Miami I think Oh, yeah, Miami, too. Jersey is a really good example because they've only had six people, and it's worked in that. Mm-hmm. But now I'm glad that they're finally filming yeah, with they're women. Yeah, they're expanding. It's, it's, it's yeah. time. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think Jersey is the best example of that. Mm-hmm. I was going to say New York, but I don't like New York with that that few people. New York, I feel like maybe you could have done fewer people definitely at the beginning, but not now because we've seen these women for so long that it just becomes like, you're going to fight about Luann talking about the cabaret. Ramona's going to be a dick to somebody and Sonia's drunk. Like how many, and I mean, when you talk about the mean scale, Dorinda, Mm. my goodness, girls trip was not popular opinion, but I think that season seven, when they had eight women was one of their bests. Of New York had eight women full time. Believe so, right? They had. Oh, is that Bethany? Bethany came back. Dorinda was new. Ramona, Luann, Sonia, uh, Sonia, Dorinda, Kristen. Kristen. I already said through. Oh, Kristen, <laughs> um, and Papa Color. Carol. Oh, great! Rainer Wait, girl. That, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Is Math that is hard. That's eight. That that's eight like women. It. it felt that's like a, it, yeah. lot a, like a lot of women. That feels like a lot of women. Yeah. Wow, that's really and on that was Atlanta, a great season. It was a great season. It really, honestly, the the rewatchability of New York, especially when they Seven were trying to 10. find their full yeah, when they were finding their footing after Bethany returned, when she was checked out and was like, "I don't want to be here. I'm too good yeah. for this," but yet somehow I'm back. Like, yeah, that's actually incredibly fascinating when she is forced to interact as an ensemble. Yeah, the sweet spot, I think, was when Carol was being a mean girl with her and they had they got to hang out together, making fun of Jules's renovation, sneaking out without saying goodbye. (laughs) Those were the days. Oh, good. Those were that was an iconic moment in 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 great American history, I have to say. Um, With Atlanta, the friends of have been so important that it's interesting to see that shift take place when Marlo was finally given a peach because it feels like there's an investment in Friends of this season that's not necessarily paying off. Where they have a numbers game, there are a lot of people in scenes, but it's like what are the value of the Friends of doing to contribute to plot right now aside from just annoying people? Um, I don't ever want to see that Fatima woman on my screen again. Oh my God, what was Where, that? What, what, drain what was they, that? They, what drain they found her in? <laughs> I don't know. Oh no. 
yeah, showed up drunk in like pleather leggings and just trying oh to like, you know, and I don't even like Drew and you're making me like Drew. So you got to go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't, don't like even it. dislike a pleather legging, to be honest. I just um, have fun like the old days on Atlanta. What can bring yeah. back the fun? Do you think what what is missing for you right now? If you had a wish list that could be granted by the Lord above at Bravo HQ, what would you ask for? I think we have to invest in some new people because there's no one I don't think that we could bring back at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So we just have to be a new casting. Like just like I think Drew should go. I liked Sanya the first couple of episodes and my dad's Jamaican. I love her because oh, of that. So like I, I, I can't wait till they go to Jamaica. My dad's yeah, actually from where Sanya's from. So, oh, great. Um, but I like her. She seems like a great woman. I don't necessarily think she makes like a great housewife. So I think if you took out mm-hmm. her and Drew, maybe so we could get some new people. It would be interesting on Atlanta because it would be interesting if they had family on there like a set of sisters or something like that. I don't know. Oh, like literal family. Oh, interesting. Do you want to see more of the spouses the way it, no, the way the, okay, great. Love, 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 love that. Okay, great. Let's keep that specific to New Jersey. I love them on Jersey. I love them on Jersey. No, they're the only ones who can do it. But I don't even really want to see them stop filming the stuff. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to We don't need to see. I'm glad that they just went on a vacation and they took like nine women. I'm like, this is crazy. This is, we're getting somewhere. Oh, yeah, with um, the Ireland trip. Yeah. I mean, I have to say. And no men. God bless. Well, also, some of those, I mean, Louis, my God, keep him at home. I'm okay. Do you know how many people um, that would be? There would be 18 people. Yeah, that would be. Nashville was too much. It was a lot. Yeah. (laughs) It was was definitely a lot. Do you know how annoying that is? I hate when I go to, like, a birthday party and have to, like, go to a dinner. And and we're doing the check. There's 20 people. Mm-mm. That's every time they go out somewhere. No, and nobody can pick up a bill for twenty people. Not with definitely that not girl. Teresa. De- well, yeah, definitely, well, maybe definitely not Louie. Oh, maybe maybe, yeah. maybe <laughs> before she gets yeah. married and loses yeah. half. Um, you know, with Atlanta though, when it comes to spouses, I totally agree. But I also really, really appreciated the dynamic that we saw on Atlanta. And Atlanta this week between Candy and Todd, not only in the conversation about like wealth distribution and how to parent and what kind of when it comes to like financial responsibility versus money as affection. Like I thought that was really great as really interesting dialogue. And then to also see that follow up scene, which I a thousand percent agreed with um, Todd about where he's pushing Candy to go right back to Broadway, where she has advisors saying, maybe take a minute. What happens if this other, the next show that you support closes? And he's like, no, do it. Like, you want to be a part of the community. Tell the community that you really want to be a part of it. Push yourself, which I, the way that she looked at him in response, which was like, you saw, I saw real vulnerability from Candy, where she was Mm -hmm. like, thank you for saying that. Thank you for pushing me. I was like, yes, partnership. I love to see it. I love to see them work things out and push each other i thought it was awesome yeah it was a good moment it I was things, a good moment yeah he has things about him i like and then there's those moments you know mm-hmm. but generally i just don't like the spouses so much on atlanta i don't know well i'm trying to think of what other spouses are even cr- oh well ralph of course ralph yeah yikes well yikes. did you um i caught a clip of watch what happens live and true was on there i guess it was last night did you see that 
the um, only clip that the one that's circulating and she's talking about it's a woman's duty to have kids regardless if she wants to or not because it's her duty to make her husband happy. Fuck a choice, right? And and then it cut to him, Ralph, great editing, cuts right to him and he's got his arms crossed and he's just nodding along. And I'm like, I cannot stand this couple. Like, <laughs> what? Are we living in the 1800s? Like, what? And the wild thing is the guest next to her was Dr. Contessa, who I'm sure is like inwardly dying as this woman is... Just absolutely, I mean, she yeah. has every right to say what she thinks, but it's just so awkward and and, yeah. and disconcerting the ways that her perspective always revolves around, around a keeping and... a man happy because what happens if he's not? Because her experience is if Ralph isn't happy, Ralph's going to go somewhere he shouldn't versus what happens about your happiness? Why does your happiness not matter? She said something about if you don't give him a baby, he's going to find a baby elsewhere. Excuse me? You're just telling on yourself right now, lady. This is she is so in the trenches. I need her to really stand up like your husband (laughs) makes you feel like shit for like. I don't know. I hate watching the relationship. I need her off my screen, actually, now that I've talked it through and I've given her a chance to. I tried. <laughs> I think a lot of people did. And I really appreciated Andy's reaction in that moment. If you just watch his face the entire time, he's yeah. completely incredulous and yeah. like slightly horrified. And then he responds. He's like, you sound like the fucking Supreme. He didn't say fucking. I added that for yeah. fun. But yeah. you sound like the Supreme Court and everybody laughs because it's like or cheers or whatever the re- audience response was. It was in support of Andy's reply because it was like, what happened to you making decisions for your body? Like she starts to echo this idea that women's bodies only exist for the production of a man's seed which gets into weird areas because it's like the choice can be not to do this thing to her her response was like well if you know you have to have a kid and if there's not a medical reason not to do it you have no choice like for her it's it's ingrained in her you don't (laughs) have to do shit including (laughs) actually including not having a child at all for her it's it's it was such a strange moment because you would think she would have learned something potentially but it feels like her pathology her thinking has only deepened as the episode has come out which i thought was uh fascinating to see she's um yeah it was giving amy coney barrett light diet 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 yeah it was a little bit. I wonder how that's going to come up at the reunion. I wonder what the rest of the how the rest of the cast is going to react. Oh, I don't. Do you think they'll even address it? It wasn't on the episode. It was on her Watch What Happens Live. So, I think that it could come up in the sense of it was a part of the actual conversation. Oh, with her and the Sanya. episode. Yeah, I think that the, could come up, and also, but I wonder what she would have poten- if she will soften even the language that she's using on the reunion. I would be curious to see how, how the other women react. We'll see if she's bright enough to, I don't know. She could do that or she'll probably just bring a prop. <laughs> hey, look over there. Do you see her coming back? Regardless of how you feel about her time on the franchise thus far, do you think she'll be back? I don't season? know that they will. I don't know that they will because mm-hmm. I don't think that people really care about her either way. She's not a great villain and there's not a lot of like people that really sympathize a lot with her. Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like she's really mm-hmm. taken the time and like built up a really um, like a fan base. Right. Mm-hmm. That's just from what I see. But who knows? Just because like Twitter is like the loudest people, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what 
But I, I think that most Atlanta fans are pretty vocal online, right? So what are you seeing when it comes to vocal responses? I don't know why I'm so fixated on this, but I mean, I guess because it's such an obvious uh change in the cast but how do you feel like twitter is because resp- i'm not on twitter how do you feel that twitter's responding to marlo's work so far as a full-timer um it's like hit or miss because they still think she's funny i think people have like uh, a real connection to her just because she's been there for so long mm-hmm. but then um i see a lot of stuff about people being disgusted by the way that she's are they nephews just kind of like using their their struggle as a storyline for herself and especially if she's going to have them in her house and then kick them out. It's just people have kind of issues with that. It seems mm-hmm. online, but to be fair, I'm because I'm like half my foot's like half in the door, half out on this season. I'm watching it, but I'm not like, you know, I'm waiting until my good shows get back. What are your good shows? Miami Jersey. I'm waiting for the reboot of New York. What are you hearing about? Not that? legacy, but they no new. Yeah. Nothing recently, okay. but I'm hearing that they've been casting people, so. Okay. Yeah. Do you think that it will be an entire reset, totally new yes. people who we haven't seen? Same. And yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, same. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that that will be, like, the big, po- will we hear even anything about Legacy, do you think, until New York has been fully cast, new New York? I heard that Legacy was already cast. Oh, you think it was? Yeah. Yeah. But I this is all I've heard, but so I can't really confirm or anything like that. But um but I mean I'll say who I've heard. Yeah, tell me. Dorinda, Chill. Yep. Mm-hmm. Lou, Sonia, Tinsley. Kelly? Oh, Tinsley, yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I heard from a different source, Kelly also, but I don't really I don't know. You know, to be fair, I don't I mean, I like those women, but I'll watch it, I'll dip in and out, but I'm way more interested to see the completely rebooted New York. You know, what kind of stories as a New Yorker and a content creator, what kind of New York housewives would you like to see cast? Like, is there a kind of archetype that hasn't been represented or that you really appreciate that you'd like to see? Um, Well, I've said this many, many times. Obviously, we need you could have like two black women at least. You know, it's Mm -hmm. just like Mm -hmm. for the demographic. I think also we have tons of Puerto Ricans. We have Mm -hmm. many Asian people. There's just like so many people from 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 New York that have stayed in New York and kind of like, you know, built their lives up in the city and mm-hmm. aren't necessarily mm-hmm. transplants. Um, I would love more Jewish women. I would love, mm-hmm. I would love to see a woman uh, born in the Bronx. I would love, you know what I mean? I just, I don't know. There's not anything specific. I just, I don't want them to all just be white women in the Upper East Side. Who even hangs out in the Upper East Side? Oh, no offense. I'm sorry. You live in the Upper East Side. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't hang out I love out your apartment. I love your apartment. You. No, but I don't hang out here, of course. Yeah. And there's, you know, there's um, more expensive parts of downtown Brooklyn than there are even in Manhattan at this point. You know, Brooklyn Heights is so expensive. Um, yeah, guys, just so you know, this is a surprise when I like talk to family back in Rhode Island. But like the Upper East Side is literally the cheapest place to find housing in Manhattan. I yeah. got priced out of Brooklyn. It's, it's like not- an, it's like an 80s idea. It's like the Trump New York idea. It of, is, yeah, which we was- get. Right. When it was like the glitz and glam and like the old Mm -hmm. New York, which does still exist. But we get that with legacy. You have the people who still live on the Upper East Side and represent that ideal. It's not going anywhere, but it's going to be the monopoly on legacy. So why not have different stories told on New York? Yeah. On New New York, which is how I think. of it. And we should have women living in Brooklyn. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm excited, though. 
I bet they'll be filming around fall. Right? I feel like that makes a lot of sense. I keep thinking, I was saying this to somebody earlier, that it. I would think, based on the fact that Salt Lake was announced at BravoCon, my thinking, and, and because we don't know what's going to happen with any Announce kind of New around. York panel, I'm thinking you can't have a panel with a brand new cast of new people who we don't know. But you could announce them at BravoCon. You could say Andy at the start of something or or maybe as a part of Watch What Happens Live, like huge announcement. Here's the cast of New York. Name them so we know who these people are. Bring them mm-hmm. out. Maybe chat with them. Maybe get a sense of like who's vibing with who, who's not, and, and send them on their way. Like there's a way to include it and yeah. make it feel like something. And then hopefully when is have some sort of – Mid October, I forget the date. Okay, yeah. Um, fourteen to sixteen. That might be <laughs> okay. wrong. I really yeah. don't know. Um, uh, we're both going though. We yeah yeah, we've got little passes. I know. <laughs> Thank you. Shout out to them. Shout out, out to, to uh. Shout out to our baby daddy yeah (laughs) (laughs) known as bravo hq um what are you most excited to see is there a part like a panel a cast a show that you're Um, excited did they announce what panels or anything yet did they do that okay they did not yet but they they came out with i think on et there was like the whole list of people at that point who'd signed on i assume that more will that and i don't remember New York being a part of it because yeah. it's listed by cast, but that makes sense because everything's like kind of in flux. I'm sure that will change. But I'd be interested in maybe seeing uh, Miami, maybe having mm. some of them there. Um, yeah, Miami's gonna be great. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'd be excited to see anyone. Maybe at this point now, um, I think the first time around, I wasn't like as huge of a Summer House fan, but now I'm like very much into yeah. it. Um, yeah. So I think by then it'll be airing probably, I'd imagine. Right? No, usually it's like actually late winter. Winter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they will be, they'll be in peak having already filmed and hating each other and stuff from whatever happens, which is great for us. That'll work out really well. Um, You know, it makes me wonder uh, about your thoughts about Beverly Hills, just thinking about the BravoCon of it all because that panel was such a shit show. Did I tell you that they interviewed me me for that? What do you mean? Summer House? What do you mean? For the show. Wait, someone, you mean auditioned? Yeah, you? someone someone reached out. Um, it was from... <laughs> I'm probably not supposed to be talking about this. Oh, my God. So let's deep dive. Keep going. Okay, yeah. Keep going. <laughs> when did someone reach out? What, what happened? Tell me everything. It was... Um, when was this? I've talked about it on my podcast, though, so... Okay, love. Um, uh, three months ago? Two months ago? It was right when Shut the up. summer... It was like late spring, and someone reached okay. out from casting. I actually even forget his name. And then... um. They asked to speak to me, so we set up a phone interview. They called me later that day. We had about like a 30 to 40 minute interview, just talking about my life and what my summer plans were and stuff like that. I'm really nosy, so I just would be like, I wanted to just take the call to see what the process is yes. like. Um, but yeah, we just talked about my life. And they asked me if I knew people on the show, which I do. Maybe that's how they found me. Because oh, yeah, I do know a couple of them. You. Yeah, okay, I don't know wow. who, but. Um, could it have been Lindsay? Who do you know? I, met I feel Lindsay. like you know Lindsay. I do you know who do you know? But I don't Carl, really like. I'm not maybe? friends with Lindsay, so oh, I'm just like okay, I, I met it. her okay. and I met okay. Danielle. Um, right. I know Hannah, okay. and I think Love. that would be it. Okay. Yeah, got it. Okay, yeah. interesting. Um, so what happened? Well, I don't know that I would give up. Well, we just had that one call, and then they said they're talking to other people. They asked if I had any other friends that would be 
interested you know what i mean mm-hmm. if i mm-hmm. had any you know connections or people that so i gave him a few numbers and they actually called a couple of my friends but then when i asked my friend about it afterwards he said that they had actually already contacted him before so so they had wow. been asking around um which is good know that they're like looking around um would would you i don't know that on? i would give up no, okay. I don't want to give up my summer to hang out with a bunch of crazy straight people in Montauk every weekend. No, I'm good. <laughs> Fighting over a man that looks like a fucking thumb. Could oh you imagine God, me? Can you believe? No, you would Sierra be Sierra and these out. girls are fighting over a man that looks like an actual thumb. I'm like, girls, y'all fight it out. I'm going to go sit by the pool and eat these chips. I'm going to FaceTime my mom. And when I come back in here, oh y'all better God. not be talking about Austin Kroll or any of that shit. I don't give a fuck about none of that. We better go out tonight and get fucked up. I couldn't do it. I would lose my mind. I would wait. You would be so I would good lose on my it mind. though. You I would, would be know. I would so I would, I would love cuss to see everyone you lose out. Your mind. I know that's what they need. They need someone to be like in the Bring moment. Bring down to like, earth. Have you met him? He is a horrible person. He's Mm-mm. so awful as a human being. All he is is tall. You're you only know interested in tall. And all of them too. They're like. It's like 1 a.m. in the morning. They're like, oh, we're going to sleep. We're going to lay in the bed and eat chips. I'm sorry. I'm with Lindsay. We're sneaking out. It's 1 a.m. We're sneaking out. We sneak back in at like 5 a.m. in the morning. Mm -hmm. Maybe we have like pizza or something. I don't know. I just feel like the vibes aren't. I would I would lose my mind. Maybe that would be a good thing. I don't know. But. That's what I, nothing happened. happened from there. It didn't. Lead. Yeah. Oh but maybe God. they were talking to a ton of other people. You know, yeah. I'm sure. So. I mean, it's giving big. It's an honor to be nominated energy. Thank I you. think that's a huge deal. <laughs> Susan <like> Lucci. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have the next. Fuck Carol's last five I don't think I would ever do a reality show. So. Oh, you wouldn't? Would you ever? No, my life is not interesting enough to do that. I just talk a lot, but. You have friendships with a lot of people who are on reality TV. Which is, that I think, why be... I know that I wouldn't want to do it. Right. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. 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 But I fully support everybody else in the reality TV arts. Are that reality <laughs> TV arts and sciences. We love yes. the sacrifices that they make for our enjoyment. Is there something that would be like a deal breaker for you of like, you know what? Here's the part of it that I really, really dislike. Dislike about. About potentially doing a reality show, like the time that it's spent or like interacting with people who you a might hate. A lot of it would be the time or, that is spent. Mm-hmm. I think you would probably, a lot of the people that usually go on reality TV shows for the most part are entrepreneurs Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, people that work for themselves, they don't have like quote unquote regular jobs, day daytime right. jobs. So it's mm-hmm. that's one factor, you know, to mm-hmm. um, to take into account. I think also it takes up so much of your time, and I think that like maybe you kind of come out at the other end of it, spit out, and then you're you need to find a regular job because you know you're not just doing cameos all day and host, mm-hmm. you know, or whatever kind of side gigs you have. I don't know. So, and then also just I think a lot of people come out of the woodwork. We've seen it all mm-hmm. right with reality stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't think any of it really seems appetizing to me. But never say never because, you know, if they ever do a gay version of Summer House, then maybe. But you know what? Even then, I, I think that would be even more of a red flag for me to not go because <laughs> I would really lose my mind then. <laughs> Wait, but I would love that. You're like, I wouldn't. 
<laughs> that's what I'm like to use. I'm talking a lot of shit <laughs> now not. too, but then I know that I would probably be the person that's like Paige and Sierra sitting in bed eating a giant bag of Doritos <laughs> on my cell phone. Uh, because like part of I look at that and I'm just like, God, this is like home. I love it. It's just like yeah. they're getting paid to live the dream. Oh my God. They're just sitting in yes. bed in sweatshirts hung over in front of the AC because it's too hot outside eating chips and just yes. FaceTiming and posting on Instagram. And I'm like, oh, I love it. <sighs> You know what? The idea of monetizing And then go out into the kitchen, lounge. fight with someone, and then come back in. Yes. <laughs> Just go pick a fight really quick. Come back Honestly, to your bedroom. who needs a nine to five? Let's have a ten to two. Truly. Yeah. I'm yeah. into it. Living the dream. Listen, we didn't even touch on Beverly Hills, which means you absolutely must come back before the end of the season, which, spoiler mm-hmm. alert, is going to last until Team 2026. Sutton. Team Sutton. Uh, to the TLDR. Team Sutton for days. Danny Junkins, your husband's gay. I'm serious. I'll go back and watch that Christmas episode. The one where Erica was fucked up when she was trying to look at the sheet music. And she was like, no, no, don't look at that girl. He said, girl. And then she said, bitch. And the way it just the way the bitch flew out of her mouth. She knew she's around enough girls. She knows. Oh, my God. I literally they all know this is how we're ending the episode. And yet this is this is yeah, where he's we a are. queen. Well, you know what? That's OK. That's OK, though. You can say that. I, as you can an say ally, that. You cannot. I <laughs> will give you the space Be to say the things are. that make me laugh. <laughs> and that's not um, a problem. It's okay. Of course. Uh, and, listen, if it, and if you want to, it's okay. Sexuality is a I mean, I am here for your takes always. Listen, tell the AGs a little bit about your pod and where they can go to listen. Um, it's called The B-List. You can go anywhere where podcasts are streaming. Mm, um, talk about a lot of current events, pop culture, mm-hmm. slice of life. We do touch on Housewives, but we also touch on other Housewife-related stuff. Um, every once in a while, I'll have a Housewife on, but typically it's a lot of like writers, comedians, usually my friend Jonathan, who is hilarious, if you've ever listened when he's on. So Amazing. It's always a fun time. Recently, I actually had Steven on. Steven Faces Krugel. by Bravo? Mm-hmm. Yep. Oh, great. Um, do you know Mariah Smith? Of course I know. Yeah, Mariah Smith. she's been on Mariah recently. She's fun. Very well, and Lauren, of course, die for the Smith sisters. Carrie O'Donnell is sometimes on. There's like Amazing. a rotating cast of just people in my life. So I actually like to have people that I know. Yeah, I find that it's just like it's okay to talk to people you don't, but it's just like so much easier when you've already been mm-hmm. at this rodeo with them, and it's just like picking up where you left off. So. Yeah, there's that. The Instagram account is Pet Shop Boy. I'm also on Twitter, the underscore Pet Shop Boy. I'm not as active on there, but I retweet funny stuff. And that. Guys, be funny. Maybe Pet Shop yeah. Boy will retweet you. <laughs> I'm into it. They're going to eat me up for talking about Mr. <laughs> Diana. I'm not Mr. Gonna, Jenkins. I mean, we'll see how that plays out for yeah. you. Guys, in the y'all, meantime. Rewatch I'm it and let me know what y'all think. He <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. was zesty. We oh, love it, though. No. Love it. Speaking speaking of zest, the Andy's <laughs> Girls Patreon, number one way to support the pod. I have to tell you guys, I got a satchel. As you guys know, satchels of gold are listener thoughts and feels, questions and concerns named in honor for Kelly, her holiness, Kelly Kalor and Ben Simone. And I got a satchel of gold from Jackson and AG, I think in L.A., if I remember correctly. And it was the focus of a nearly hour-long deep dive an unbelievable examination of this most recent season of beverly hills 
as well as another bonus episode with Bravo Bone Collector, content creator on Instagram. So patreon.com slash girls to get those nearly two hours of content in those two episodes. Follow me on social at Dame Galley. Um, did a little thing that I'm excited to share with you guys this week. So follow me on social for that. And... B, thanks so much for coming back on EG. It's always so Thank much you. fun to chat with it's you. It's always fun. This is Anytime. great. Um, <laughs> I loved it. And Summerhouse, if you're if you're listening, um, I don't have any interest in. <laughs> I was gonna say like I'm great at laying in bed, but like no, Hi, that's not for me. I mean, yeah. Hi, Carl. Hi, that's Carl. how we're gonna end this week. <laughs> now that's height. Hi. That's height for a good cause is what what we'll say. Um, guys, hope you're all doing okay, and we will chat with you soon. Bye bye.